0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Heads Up, the weekly webcast and podcast of the National Headache Foundation. I'm Dr. Lindsay Weitzel, founder of the Facebook group Migraine Nation and Chronic Daily Migraine Survivor. I am here today with Dr. Amelia Barrett. Hi, Dr. Barrett. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for being with us again today. Many of you are starting to notice that Dr. Barrett has been here a few times. She's been very popular. Uh, Dr. Barrett is a board certified neurologist and she is the creator of the Migraine Relief Code. She is very good at talking about things having to do with the brain, with diet, with nutrition, how to help us keep our migraine episodes and migraine attacks down. And today, We're going to have a talk about something super interesting that is constantly being asked about in the migraine groups and being brought up. Uh, People sometimes get kind of upset about it. The title of our episode today is healthy weight, sugar, and migraine, or did that doctor seriously just talk about weight in my headache appointment? So we have noticed that uh, people are asking a lot about why on earth do I come in with this huge problem? I've got tons of migraines. I'm miserable. It's affecting my job, my ability to be a mom and everything else. And I walk in and sometimes the doctor is basically just telling me to lose weight. How on earth is this helpful? And um, it is, it is a difficult, it is a difficult topic and it often is not handled in a very good way. And so we thought maybe we would address why is this even a topic in a headache visit. Um, and so Dr. Barrett, let's, um, let's, uh, let's get down to the science of why this is even being talked about and headache visits at all. Uh, first of all, is it really our weight that's related to migraine or is it more of a story of inflammation?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, and I, I, I think that it is important to clarify that it really has to do with what's happening inside your body Mm -hmm. with high sugars, which cause inflammation. Mm -hmm. So I think really that's more the issue. And sometimes what may come out of the doctor's mouth is just lose weight and they don't bother to go back and explain all the reasons that they're saying that. So I'm so glad we get a chance to talk about this today to kind of put in the, the backstory on, you know, why they're saying this one thing, which is really hard to hear and, uh, yeah. And seemingly unrelated at first glance. And I don't know, I think sometimes it can come across as sort of judgy, you know, so I certainly understand, um, why people would be upset hearing that. And, um, yeah. And I think it's important to explain what might be going on behind the scenes.
0: Well, I think it not only comes across as judgy, but it also, when you're really sick, all of us know that regardless of what size we are, uh, we pretty much still have had migraine for those of us that have had it a long time. So I think a lot of us, you know, feel like, well, we know that's not the answer. Thank you very much. Will you yeah. please focus on, on, on helping me? So let's, but let's go back, you know, because treating our migraines can be multiple, a uh, multi, multiple tasks, multiple bricks in a wall to keep it out. In other words, yeah. so, um, how is inflammation related to what we eat?
1: So high blood sugar levels cause inflammation. Mm -hmm. Let me unpack that a little bit. So remember, first of all, that high blood sugar levels come from not only sugar intake, but also simple carbohydrates, Mm -hmm. you know, bread, pasta, um, you know, it's not just, you know, the sugary sodas or juices or, or, you know, flat out desserts, things like that. So, anything that causes an elevation in your blood sugar Mm -hmm. means that that sugar has to be processed by your body. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, when the body processes it, it basically produces, uh, what are called free radicals, which then generate oxidative stress. You don't even need to remember those words. The important thing is when your body metabolizes sugar, Mm -hmm things that damage your body get produced. So I like to kind of envision it as a bull in a China shop. Okay. okay? So the sugar ends up being kind of the bull and it causes all this damage in the China shop. Okay. Okay. And so the, and, and all that damage in the China shop, you can think of that as inflammation in your body. Okay. And there are a number of ways to go about that. First of all, you can not let the bowl into the China shop, which means you can keep the sugars lower, or you can support the ability of your body to deal with the inflammation mm-hmm. with antioxidant foods, anti-inflammatory nutrition, improving your detox pathways. That's essentially the same as like cleaning up all the broken China, Right. Okay. So, this is really what's going on behind the scenes. It's only really in the last five or 10 years that we have come to understand just how much inflammation is involved in migraine. Mm -hmm. Um, Our older theories didn't accommodate for that as well. But now that we're understanding this better, um, it's becoming clear that uh, reducing inflammation is actually an important part of managing migraine. And oftentimes, reducing inflammation translates as lower sugar which comes out of a hurried doctor's mouth as lose weight. (laughs) Okay.
0: So how can it also be this, this topic also be related
1: to our weight? Um, Well, high sugar is really what causes weight gain. Okay. You know, when I was growing up, we were taught that it was all about fat intake. Turns out that was wrong. It was Mm -hmm. preliminary science. We've got much better science now uh, that have shown us that it's really, uh, blood sugars and high sugar and simple carbohydrate intake that causes weight gain. Okay,
0: um, is there data to show that keeping a healthy weight can help with migraine,
1: or it is, is okay? Yeah, there is, um, which was sad news for me when I was in college and really overweight and having a lot of headaches. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, there is data suggesting that keeping a healthy weight actually reduces your susceptibility to migraines. Okay,
0: so I think I just want to throw out there that we our migraine population has people of every size. Some of us, the thinner we are, the sicker we are, uh, because some of us. constantly vomiting with our migraine disorder, right? So Mm -hmm. I personally don't really love talking about size and migraine. I don't know that any of us do because uh, a lot of us know that we are sick as heck, regardless of what size we are. So, but I do think it is important to discuss this science because uh, I think so many doctors are saying it to us when we walk in. Um, and so I think it's important that we know why they're saying it. And, um, and, and then we can, you know, talk about it better in these groups when it hurts people's feelings or it comes across not good, et cetera, et cetera. So what things can we do to decrease inflammation then? Yeah. What practical steps?
1: Yeah. I I would say that the, the key thing really is to focus on reducing the amount of inflammatory foods you eat. And that comes in a lot of shapes and sizes. I think it's important to point out here that sugar is not the only thing that causes inflammation. Mm -hmm. So for example, inflammatory bowel syndrome is associated with migraine, and that's got a lot of inflammation going on in the gut. Celiac disease is associated with migraine. There's a lot of inflammation in the gut there as well. So for a lot of people, it's not just about avoiding sugar as a means of reducing inflammation. It's really about avoiding other foods that are inflammatory for many people that could be gluten for -hmm. some people that could be dairy. Um, it could be alcohol. It could be, you know, sugars like we were saying. So I think it's important to, um, look at it as more than just sugar. I think people like to talk about sugar because it is a very common addiction. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, it, you know, it triggers all the same addiction circuits in the brain as more powerful drugs that were more commonly used to thinking of as an addiction. But I think, um, for me personally, I always viewed it as a, a, pretty benign addiction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I remember my friends and I would say, well, at least we're just having cookies. We're not out drinking, you know, like right. the other high school kids. So right. I think we have, you know, and it, and it is more benign than things like that. But, um, but it's important to keep in mind that it's, it's more than just sugar that can be inflammatory to our system. And really when it comes to migraine, it's about reducing that inflammation and then giving our body more tools to deal with the inflammation that is there through detox and various other tools.
0: Okay. What kind of foods are, um, help with, with detox or with antioxidant status, et cetera,
1: et cetera, mainly vegetables. Okay. So, um, and I say that Um, because those are the things that are, that we typically don't get enough of Mm -hmm. that are involved in two parts of getting rid of inflammation in your body. So your body naturally makes a chemical called glutathione, which Mm -hmm. your body combines the glutathione with the inflammation and eliminates it from your body. Now, in order to help your body make more glutathione, you typically need vegetables. And then in order to link the glutathione to the inflammation, you need in particular cruciferous vegetables, So broccoli, kale, cauliflower, all of those things can be helpful there for helping combine. Now, the reason I said vegetables as a first line is because many people with migraine have deficiencies in this gene that helps connect the glutathione and the toxin. Mm -hmm. So that is often a place where we can get very high yield benefits from focusing because if we flood our body with the proper nutrients, we're not as dependent on those genetic systems, which may be underworking a little bit. Okay. So those cruciferous veggies in particular, and again, you know, kale, uh, broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, um, those cruciferous veggies can be really, really key for us with migraine to help us detox.
0: Okay. Um, and then I wanted to ask one thing. There was this recent paper that I think you and I have discussed that came out. How do you uh, do with migraine and inflammation, et cetera? And it discussed probiotics. Are probiotics helpful?
1: I do think probiotics are helpful, but I do think that they need to be combined with all the other things that we need for gut health. Okay. And that is really prebiotics, probiotics, and postbiotics. So what that translates as is, not only prebiotics, either in pill or food form, um, uh, well, probiotics in pill or food form, but -hmm. also prebiotic fiber, which you can find also in food form or supplement form. And then postbiotics, which refers to the, uh, substance that the healthy bacteria you're feeding with the pre and the probiotics those bacteria are making a substance that improves gut health. And that is the postbiotic. So it's complicated. I wish it were as simple as take a pre probiotic and things would get better, but, um, uh, gut health requires kind of a three-legged stool really to support it. And the, uh, probiotics are really only part of it.
0: Okay. That sounds like it's like a whole separate podcast. It is. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, is there anything you would like to add to our discussion of healthy weight inflammation
1: and migraine? Yeah. I guess I just want to share my observation that I think a lot of people with migraine overemphasize food restriction as a way of avoiding migraine triggers. Mm -hmm. And then it ends up causing other problems, whether that's just increased anxiety trying to eat exactly right and not acknowledging that there are probably a dozen other things causing your migraines other than what you're eating. Mm -hmm. So I think there can be a lot of anxiety there. In some cases it can go on to full-blown eating disorders. And so I guess I just want to be careful about giving too much advice about restricting anti-inflammatory foods. I think you need to filter everything you hear with your own internal GPS and, and do what really resonates for you and what's right for you. And so if you happen to be one of those people who's prone to, you know, blaming everything to do with your migraines on whatever you just ate, and then putting all of your effort into not eating that food, you know, maybe realize that, um, you know, this is just one piece of a bigger puzzle and mm-hmm. maybe be gentle with yourself about, about attributing everything to what you ate because, it's a much more complicated picture than this.
0: (laughs) Yes. And I think that that is one of the things that so many of us talk about now is we don't need to be so trigger focused. It's not always, it's not something you did. Um, Occasionally, yes, you might find something that triggered it. There might be some certain things that Uh, are in your life that you should remove, but it's not always something you did or were exposed to that caused that migraine. So be careful because you don't want to be blaming yourself all the time for every migraine you got or looking for the reason that it showed up. Uh, That is definitely being too hard on yourself. Um, And this is the thing I like about this topic um, is this is definitely an area where what I was worried about is it's an area where people were, possibly being too hard on themselves because uh, either a doctor was not saying it well or they weren't hearing the full story, et cetera, et cetera. And so I think it's a place we should educate ourselves because it keeps getting put out there. And I think we need to hear the whole story. Um, And so thank you so much for talking to us about this today, Dr. Barrett. And thank you everyone for joining us on this week's episode of Heads Up the weekly webcast and podcast of the National Headache Foundation.